The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Okay. Hi, Chris. Hi. So I'm sure you've seen in the news this past few weeks, I think it was actually like a week ago, mm-hmm. um, the whole Itaewon. Oh, yeah. Um, situation yeah i mean it was oh, i think over 150 somewhat yeah. people that died yeah. and it just made me really really sad because a lot of them were teens and yeah. in their 20s for those of you that may not know i'm sure a <sighs> lot of you guys have heard of this but just to remind you guys what has happened was over halloween weekend i think it was korea's probably first biggest kind of I guess, holiday since COVID, mm-hmm. right? I think there's a lot of excitement. Yeah. People around. were flying in from out of Korea to come to this. Yeah, yeah. Because there was just, you know, all of Itaewon, I mean, all of Seoul was open, but Itaewon specifically is known for kind of parties, the parties and the clubs and the bars. And there's just like a, like a lively kind of nightlife. Um, it's kind of college town too. Mm-hmm. A lot of young kids are there. Um, and so a lot of people were flying in to celebrate Halloween weekend there. And I think they just were not prepared for the mass amount of people that um, a lot of people got, I mean, what's the proper word, like trampled over? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them were teens and in their 20s. Gosh. Oh my God. I I texted you guys the article. Yeah. And I couldn't even process. Initially, somebody was saying that maybe it was gas like poisonous gas or something like that like it was you know like a, a attempted you know not murder but like they were trying to harm people but it ended up being like they just had like these cardiac arrests or like they were just so crowded like into the spaces and they couldn't breathe that's insane it just it's it's terrifying that's insane. Yeah. i mean it, it it brought up a few thoughts for me when i first heard this i think one It's just we just have to be so cautious and alert about our surroundings. Like if I'm sure at some point people were like, oh, this is getting getting a lot. Like there's a lot more people than I thought. I remember seeing some TikToks and people were um, there were some foreigners that were explaining how it just didn't feel right at some certain point. It just felt way overcrowded. Yeah. and at that point, you just kind of have to listen to your gut and be yeah. like, okay, I need to get out of here. I need to get out, yeah. right? Because I think it started happening at 10 p.m. when things got really bad. Mm-hmm. But it, um, the people that were putting it on TikTok, they're saying at around like eight, they were starting to feel that there was something that was not right. Mm-hmm. And so I think one, just being on high alert. Yeah. And then your friend group yeah. should be a relatively smart, educated, thoughtful group. Yeah. Like, know who your friends are yeah like yeah and then too it also made me think that post-covid it's just really kind of 
brought this whole idea of excitement and adrenaline of going out again, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be careful of that as well. I think, mm-hmm. um, especially in Asia, lockdown was so much more severe. I think there was just a lot more excitement, a lot of excitement this year specifically because it was the first year that people can actually go out and celebrate something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now that we have kids that are getting older, I think this is the conversation that yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to have to have with them. Obviously, they're not old enough to go out with their friends by themselves yet. But they will be sooner than later. And it just kept me thinking like these kids that were like young, like 13, 16, 18, 21 yeah. years old, that that those could have been our kids, right? Yeah. So yeah. We, we have to have these conversations with yeah. our kids of like, okay, when what it doesn't safe. feel right, yeah. you know, you, you have to use your kind of own intelligence and your own... Um, yeah. Just sense of safety. Yeah. Yeah. To make decent, to make good choices. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. It's hard, so hard to process. These and I, I grew up in Korea at around, I was, I think it was like fourth to seventh grade. Um, I, I lived in Korea. Um, I went to a foreign school there, but we used to go to Itaewon a lot mm-hmm. um, because that's where all the foreigners were. That's where we felt like it was home yeah, because people speak English people there. People speak English yeah. there. Um, there was a lot of fun, like kind of shopping areas. And obviously we we're too young to like go drinking or clubs and all of that. But I know that they, they have that side too. But I'm just thinking like that could have happened to any of us. And yeah. the fact that it happened like a few days ago, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because life is so precious and we're so resilient, but also life is so fragile. So like, fragile. In a minute, things can change very quickly and as a parent, we're always walking that line. Like, okay, I want to let my, my kids do this and I want to give them freedom and independence, but I mean, sometimes it's so out of your control too, right? Yeah. I'm going to keep them locked up for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, As long as we can. Yeah. And people can say whatever they want to say, but like, I do think they just, they need time. They need time to grow up. They need time to know what a good choice looks like, what a bad choice looks like. Yeah. What is a friend they can rely on or what friends they can't rely on. It just takes time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I just want to catch up with you on this episode. I feel <laughs> I know, like I have I not you. talked to you know, in a while. I know. Um, so today we have really no agenda. We're just going <laughs> to yeah. be catching up because yeah. I missed you I missed and I feel like too. a lot has happened. So yeah. But anyways, what's going on with you? How's everything? How's life? I, I feel like we haven't caught up in like a really long time. We really haven't caught up. And you know what's really fascinating is as I travel more around the world and I meet mothers that follow us and listen yeah. to our podcast, the number one thing that I've realized that they have said to the common thread is that they feel like they're catching up with us every single week yeah. and that they just love just being a part of our conversation. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do today is we don't really have an agenda specifically. We don't have a topic that we want to talk about, but we're just going to catch up and hopefully you guys will feel like you're caught up with us as well. Yeah. (laughs) So catch me up. What's going on? I haven't talked to you in ages. I know we haven't spoken in like maybe a month. What's going on? I mean, there's we just ended the whole Halloween fiasco. I'm so happy that's over. You're not a Halloween person. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the party, but that's about it. Put on some put on like kitty ears like in a headband and call it a day it's because you don't commit not to that no yeah no i i feel like i put so much effort in so many other things like that's the one thing yeah I'm, eh. i yeah. mean you gotta 
pick and choose. True. But yeah. I'm excited for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanksgiving, that's, we can talk about that later. Like a quick observation lately, but yeah, it's been interesting. What's going on? The kids, so that's over. We have a lot of sporty things for us, which has been really exciting, actually. I feel like this is a, a <laughs> you probably part don't hear of about your it. life that <laughs> no one really knows and understands until you get to about maybe age eight years old. Mm, right, 10? Because right. I'm starting to experience it because Chloe's in soccer. soccer. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. By the way, it's the funniest thing watching little girls play soccer at that age because all they do is they're chasing the ball. They don't even (laughs) kick it. They're just chasing the ball. I love it. I mean, at least she's, I mean, if she's doing that much, like that's a lot. I mean, there are kids who don't even do that much. Week after week. I think this is our probably seventh week of soccer games. Uh (laughs) And how do you feel? I mean, it's like always zero. So it's like, Five to zero is 10 to zero. Are you guys zero or are you guys five We're zero. <laughs> but at that point, it's I'm just fun. like, did you have fun? She's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's all that matters. Exactly. That's yeah. all that matters for like a good 10, 15 years, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Her and her really good friend, they're in the same kind of group together. Yeah. And they literally hold hands and skip and chase the ball together. There. And the that. coach is so frustrated. He's like, June over there, Chloe <laughs> on the other side. Always trying to separate them. Yeah. But we're just getting into that sports world. Yeah. But I'm sure your son's age, it gets a little more intense. Yeah, it does get more intense. And, you know, the kids get really into it. Like they understand winning and losing. They understand what it means to be part of a team. And that's honestly my favorite thing of this whole sporty thing. Because the actual thing is not... It's, it's hard for me to like wrap around my head that we're spending that much time just doing that. But mm-hmm. the team building, you know, supporting the family, supporting the kids develop like different skills and having fun. That has actually been incredible. I think I used to have that in like my church setting and like in different settings, just like that group kind of feel. Mm-hmm. But like my kids are getting it through sports. It just happens to be a different vehicle. Mm-hmm. But I think that's been a really important piece for them. Socializing, learning how to win, learning how to lose, winning with a lot of pride and knowing that you did a, like you did a good job and like you worked hard and then losing with like, what is it called? Like not being a sore loser, right? Yeah, like being yeah. good, like being good about losing. Like that's been really important too because they they have meltdowns, meltdowns when they lose sometimes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it means so much to them after a little bit. And then having to like go through that and teach them what that feels like and that they can try again next time and they can pick themselves up. It's it's been actually really good to see that from them. And I'm sure every week you just never know what's going to happen. Oh my so. gosh. That's why, yeah, with your gala thing, like I'm like in limbo. Like I, but you know, yeah. Because the thing is a lot, after, when they get a little bit older, a lot of it is tournament. So it's like, if you get eliminated, you don't play. But mm. if you win, you move forward. Oh, I see. So you don't know because it's just based on the the, the current game. So you pretty much have your life on hold by if a they win bit. or lose. Oh, you do. I mean, weekends, like sports just kind of takes over. And honestly, two years ago, I complained, but I kind of love it now. Why do you love it's it? It's pretty fun. I know you were complaining about it so much for a while. Yeah, I, I love it. Number one, because my kids love it. Honestly, if it's like it's like the whole thing when we talk about like being there for the things that they like, you know, it's not it's like meeting them where where they are at Mm -hmm. all of that right it's like a lot of that exercise for me as a parent and they just love it they love to run around and kick a ball or throw a ball or chase a ball Mm. like that's the actual thing they're doing but they love it 
And I think it's the one time that they actually get to just be kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're competing. And as long as you can kind of manage that so it's not so intense, then it's just really you're playing with your friends a bunch of sports, which is really fun for them. And so every week, every mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. you're somewhere. Kind of. I mean, mostly it's local. Sometimes oh, okay. in the summer, we do go out a little bit more. And, and so, like we were in Santa Barbara a month ago. It was so beautiful because it's such a pretty place. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they send you to like these really off places like so bad it's like a hundred like I think we were in Temecula last year and it was a hundred degrees and it's there's nothing around we love you Temecula we love you Temecula for your wine and you know relaxing things but maybe not a hundred degree weather when the kids are running around but then when they send you to Santa Barbara it's like oh it's so pretty and you maybe have like dinner in a nicer place and things like that and you make the like a vacation out of it so you've been spending a lot of your time just with the kids on the weekend. The kids on the weekend, husband, mm. and then their teammates. And it's lovely. I know I'm like a full-blown soccer mom. It's embarrassing. You are full blo- <laughs> okay, if you guys are wondering where this term oh, soccer mom yeah. came from, it's literally this. This is it. This is You're it. literally dedicating your entire weekend. Mm-hmm. And during the week too, driving yeah, them around because they're, yeah, they're they practicing. Practice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have that too, but I don't think I've I fully experienced that yet because I am co-parenting. Yeah. So Alan and I, we do 50-50. So half the times he's at the games, half the times I'm at the games. Sometimes I'm not around because I'm traveling. So my parents are at the games. And yeah, it's... Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Which part? So I, I was away this week because I had to go to the Middle East for work. And Chloe had a really big performance, like a Halloween holiday performance. And I couldn't make it. Obviously, her dad was there for her. And then his parents were there. His side of grandparents were there. And my parents, they really wanted to go to. So I was like, sure, why don't you guys go too? Yeah. And it's so interesting how I just want to point out that time really does heal. Like it really does heal for anyone that's kind of going through a hard time or maybe you're going through a divorce or like some sort of nasty family situation. My mom called me while I was in Middle East. She's like, you know, what's so funny? She was like, you know, obviously we're a divorced family and, you know, you guys are no longer married. But it's funny that the kids still unites us because... Mm. We were all in one line, like we took up an entire auditorium. There was like six of them because Colette was there as well. And they're all there for Chloe and they're Mm -hmm. all cheering her on Mm -hmm. all for one purpose for her kind of performance. Right. And it also happened during a soccer game as well. Uh And my mom was like, I don't understand. Is this normal? I'm like, oh my, this is what modern day family looks like. And she was like, oh, it's kind of nice. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is weird, but it is also kind of nice because it it reminds you that just because you're not necessarily married doesn't mean that you don't care for the child. Yeah. Like everyone still cares, if not even more concerned mm-hmm. around the children. Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring that up because it reminded me about the soccer games that you're talking about. Yeah, And all the grandparents are there. And all the grandparents and, yeah. and the performances and yeah. obviously holidays you know, there's a lot of performances and a lot of, you know, activities around that. But that was one thing that happened recently that reminded me of just like, like a lot of good can come out of it. Yeah, exactly. It It doesn't all have to be bad or scary. And I know that it, it takes time. And sometimes people never get there. I know Mm -hmm. some people that 
can't even have families sit next to each other, which, mm. you know, I understand. It's hard. It's mm. hard. But you have to see that there it's children that unite us, right? It's the children that... Yeah. And they are at no fault. Yeah. Like they don't deserve yeah anything negative yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. allow us to kind of see the bigger picture and mm. put our ego and our pride aside. Yeah. To all be there for this one cause, whether it's a soccer game or a performance or but like, how whatever that is. But how did you guys get there? Because you're right. Some couples just don't get there or it just takes longer. I mean, I mean, it's very like the way you guys have handled it is in some ways, I don't I don't know. Is ideal the right word or just very maturely is the right word? Maybe. I don't think ideal is the right word yeah. because him and I, we still have our thing. And, you know, I decide to keep it private and not include the public with it. Yeah. But... When it comes to the kids, that is, there's no, we're not willing to pretty much like put our ego ahead of the kids. Like it's all about the kids, right? It's amazing. And so I think for parents, a lot of times when they can't get there, it's mainly because their ego, right? It's like this person did this to me or this person walked away or this person did that. I can never. And I understand that pain. But if you put all of that away and just put the focus on the kids, you could somehow bypass that, you know? And, you know, you could keep your your own feelings and your opinions and emotions about the other person to yourself. And you are entitled to however you want to feel about that person. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the kids, I think it's a complete different matter. And I'm very, very lucky that him and I both feel that way Mm -hmm. when it comes down to the kids. Yeah. And I think our parents, it took them a while because they're very traditional Asian parents. But, but even I think, them are coming around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was really nice. And I don't think that would have ever happened if I was in town. You know what I mean? Oh, because what do you mean? because if I was in town, then both sides of the grandparents wouldn't need to come. It would just oh, be me and oh, their dad that's there at the performance, right? Okay. But because I think my parents want to make sure that Chloe mm-hmm. felt loved on because mommy wasn't in town. So they were all there. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of nice oh, while I was I gone. Mm. Yeah. But what did your dad say? My dad is so awesome. He he's just the most supportive guy. And he, you know, I'm really proud of my parents because they've really been able to kind of put their own traditional thinking and also religious thinking aside and just really think about what what the best thing is for their grandchildren. And so my dad was just like, you know, this had to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had to all get together at some mm-hmm. point to to be able to support the grandkid. And yeah. and obviously it took two years for us to get here, but now we did it and we could probably do it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. I'm so happy for your family and the girls. Yeah, super, super happy about yeah. that. And the girls, I don't know if I said this last time. I think I actually did on the travel episode because I was starting to feel really guilty about always having to be gone and not necessarily always being there for them for like these little performances and and such. And I had to really check myself this week because, you know, I just miss them so, so much. And then so when I saw them, I was like, oh, did you miss mommy? And they're like, mom, we miss you all the time. But (sighs) Yeah, but we still have a lot of fun without you. Okay. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you had to say it like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're 
and they're I was so like, loved and they're, they're surrounded so by people that care about yeah. them. Yeah. And I think that's the most important is that yeah. the children just feel the love, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, that was my week in a nutshell. And I'm I'm back home for three weeks now, which is the longest yeah. time I'll be home for. Can you believe that we're already thinking about holiday shopping? I love it. You love it? I mean… I kind of hate it. Okay. I kind of love and hate it because I am a horrible gift giver. <laughs> Are you? I don't think so. I'm not great at it. I'm not the best. Um, but I do like the fact that I have kind of like my go-tos. Um, for instance, as you guys know, Sarah and I are both obsessed with KiwiCo. Love. And not only is it good for our kids, but it's also amazing for gifting because parents love to receive it. Kids love to receive it. And it's just how to give awesome this year. KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering moments of awesome from robots to rocket ships. And all the projects are designed to spark fun and excitement for kids of all ages. And they deliver really cool science technology and projects for kids from nine different subscription lines for different ages and categories. And there's really something for every single kid. And it's amazing for your loved ones and just the holiday excitement that lasts beyond really the holidays. So that's actually how we discovered KiwiCo. It was gifted to us mm. for a kid's for one of my kids' birthday. And that's somebody gave it to us and we we're like, okay, cool. And we opened it and we were like, wow, this is awesome. Um last week we got a box for Sophia and you open it. There's a pad and you have to build these fish like fish made out of paper and Velcro and a bunch of other materials. And then they send over um, a fishing pole and then you have to, um, what is it? Kind of like use the Velcro to attach it to the fishing pole. Oh, cute. So it just really works on fine motor skills. Mm. It's pretty cute and it's so sweet. And then you wrap up the little blanket and then you put it away and it was really great. It was it was a bit of like, um, just like her, give her a chance to focus because mm. the fish are kind of small. So you do have, you do need to focus to like really match the the fish to mm-hmm. the fishing pole with the magnets and the Velcro. So it was really just a thoughtful gift, simple. And one gift that it can be repetitive. You can play with it for, for a long time. I actually think it would have been really sweet for Chloe and Colette. Oh, that sounds, I'm probably going to go order one because that sounds something like they would love to do. It's so sweet. And it, also it, it keeps them busy while yeah. you, you could go cook or mm-hmm. clean or whatever, get ready for the holidays. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like here's the KiwiCo box and you don't have to think about it because all the materials are there. Incredibly high quality materials. And they have the magazine where like it shows you step by step how to open the the project and work on it and build it and then really think about what you're doing. It's it's incredible. So you guys can cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving the home. Uh, from discovering the science of magic to engineering, a domino machine, a fishing pole, whatever <laughs> that looks like. And honestly, we're doing our part to encourage our children to be innovators and creative thinkers mm-hmm. by introducing them to really innovative activities like KiwiCo. And the best part about it is that they won't believe that they actually built it themselves and accomplished it with KiwiCo. And you're giving them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections at the broader world. So give Awesome this holiday with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash bumo. That's kiwico.com slash bumo. And what does like 
day-to-day look like these days when you're home then? Well, I just got back a few days ago. So I try to jump right back into it. I try not to miss a beat with the kids because now the kids are going to be with me for almost the entire three weeks straight. So we do it, you know, we just pick things back up. For me, I always try to get my workout in, which is the Peloton, because I know that when I'm with the kids, I just don't get around to working out because it's just so busy in the morning, yeah. right? Like just yeah. getting them out the door is freaking yeah. crazy. Yeah, And we have to be out the door by 7.30 for Chloe to make it on time. So I try in the morning to at least do like a Peloton session, even if it's like You're 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. minutes. Yeah. I need to sweat. If I don't sweat throughout the day, I just get really cranky. <laughs> So even if it's a 15-minute session. Yeah, it, that's all you need. That's all I need. Yeah. And so thank God for my Peloton. I did that this morning, like 15 minutes before the kids woke up, got the kids ready. The benefit of having my mom around is she that food. she helps with the food yeah. and the breakfast, which is a huge Amazing. part. Yeah. And so the kids are just so excited to come down, eat breakfast, and then get them out the door by 7.30. And then I just drove here. To the studio. It okay. takes me an hour to get hour, hour and a half to get here. And Wait, it took you an hour and a half to get here? Hour and like 15 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're coming from because you're going up the hill. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah. And then come here, work, and then go back to pick up. Yeah. So when I'm in town, I try to do everything. I try to do all the drop-offs. I do all the pickups. I do all the games, practice. And not that... Because I feel bad. I mean, that's a part of it. But because I want to. And I think that's the biggest difference is that when now that I co-parent and because I travel so much, I crave to do this, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. crave to be able to like drop them off and have that conversation. We listen to Blackpink on the way to school. Mm-hmm. They're like obsessed with yeah. them. We sing songs. We talk about um, Chloe's already planning for her birthday. Oh, okay. So what is she thinking? She wants to have a black pink themed oh, party, uh-huh. a trampoline black pink themed okay. party. Sweet. And so we started writing out like her guest list. It's in January, by the way. So we saw a few months. And then she we're talking about in the car this morning, like what she wants to add in the goodie bags for yeah. all of her friends. And it's like those moments where like, I don't know. I, I just miss it so much They're when I'm not so around sweet. them. They're so sweet. So, so sweet. So sweet. I, you're, you're like, you're building some of their core memories. Yeah. You really are, right? You're like this age. I was going to say too, like, you know, I have a fourth and sixth grader. Sixth grade right now is like a whole process because he's thinking about middle school. But this, and I think Chloe's getting there. But like right now, it's just like, at least for us, like truly the sweetest, most beautiful place where like they care about their birthday that much and like they want to do a guest list but those are like core memories and so glad that you have yeah that and they them. want you to be involved exactly i yeah. know in a few years they probably won't want us to be involved you so. know it's so funny because people keep saying that but after talking to dr karen Anderson and like other people who like do the teenage category they say that not all teenagers behave that way i'm like really excited about that too that possibility I mean, they probably will slam the door every day, but like, I don't know. Maybe there will be moments of connection there somewhere. Well, that's why you have more than one kid. So at least maybe one of them will want to include you in In something. In something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like after doing a little bit more of the teen stuff, I mean, who knows what's coming, but like, I feel a little bit more prepared. Yeah. 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 At least less scared is maybe the right word. I think when you start talking to more people that have teens, you're like, okay. And it sounds like all you need to do is just not nag. Yeah. And 
and not like let them make mistakes. You know, that's what it feels like. It's kind of like the thing with teenage life. And then that that time will pass and then they'll kind of like in later teens, they'll just become more reasonable and just more less emotional. Yeah. And like things will even out a little bit. But that, if you could just hold on to that. That kind of reminds me of this one TikTok I saw over the weekend. And this mom was talking about how because she comes from the financial despair, like that was her upbringing. She is always naturally in the state of they're going to go broke. Right. Uh, yeah. And so she said the hardest thing for her as a parent, because now she has two teen girls, is not passing on that kind of thinking mm, to her kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she said it's the hardest thing because she says her kids are they have a job. Yeah. They're making probably minimum wage at like a coffee shop or whatever. But she said one day her daughter told her mom, I hate all the clothes in my my closet. I'm going to go to the mall today and just get a whole new wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And what she said was her natural thinking immediately was like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Like save your money. Save your money. And she said she had to bite her tongue and be like, sure. If that makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. then you should do it. And she said that was really, really hard for her Mm. because you never want to pass on kind of these… Like your fears and your insecurities. Because they will pass that on too. Yeah, they'll internalize that. Yeah, internalize that. And so that kind of got me thinking about Mm. the whole nagging thing Mm -hmm. with the kids. Like who is that for, right? That's for us. (laughs) Right, because we want to control. Yeah, we want to control. But it's hard not to. Yeah, oh, that's… Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I do that too sometimes. And I have to check myself too because… What do you do it with? Not that, you know, know, my upbringing, we weren't poor. We weren't rich. We were… We were upper middle class, but mm-hmm. my parents were very much immigrant mentality. So every penny earned was like, I had to save it. Mm-hmm. If I spent it, I was going to go broke. That's literally how they brought me up. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember always thinking that I would go broke. Like mm-hmm. at any, and I still think that way too, right? Right now? Yeah. Oh. Even with the successful career that I have mm-hmm. and all the money that I've made. There's still in the back of my mind that this could all be taken away mm-hmm. and I will go broke one day. And I think it's just the upbringing and not saying that I I'm, I want to go out and spend all this money and be irresponsible. Yeah. But I think we have to generational trauma. That's what they say, right? Yeah. I mean, in any form, whether it's financial, how, how to think about your money or yeah. whether it's like relational. Relational. I think it's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like. What was your relationship with your parents growing up? What kind of abandonment was there around you? Yeah. And then how are you bringing that into adulthood and then into now your new children? Yeah. But that that's why parenting is so hard because like what you naturally think and you want to say, mm-hmm. you always have to filter it a little bit. Filter like it a give little it a bit. little thought. But at the end of the day, I feel like no matter what, like they're going to make their own decision. Yeah. And yeah, but I do think like zero to 15, like there is a formational part of their life. And it parenting is a lot of work because you do have to guide them. You do have to raise them. You yeah. have to teach them things. You do have to help them understand consequences. I mean, do you want to scare the crap out of them all day? Probably not. But I mean, you do have to raise them. It's yeah. not like up to chance either. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I guess it's just like, I think some of the things I've noticed, like being around the world I am now, it's like, because 
you and I say this, we're like, I mean, we like blah, 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 but we turned out fine. Like we say that. But have you met kids who didn't have the blah, blah, blah? What is the blah, blah, blah? Whatever it may be, whatever thing happened in our childhood that made us like as like broken as we are Uh now in adulthood. They're kids that grow up without it. Mm. It's weird because we say whatever. We'll say even like with breastfeeding, we're like, I was breastfed. I turned out fine. And that's a real statement. It's true, right? Yeah. Or like my my dad did this or my mom did this and I turned like my parents spanked me and I turned out fine. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're we're really resilient. But then have you met adults who don't have that? No, I haven't. Well, maybe I I have, but I haven't realized. They're different. What do you mean they're different? Explain. I know. I know. This has been my realization. They're kids who didn't grow up with weird, crazy trauma. Uh They really are. Kids who grew up loved, deeply loved, Uh deeply had no reasons for external validation. Uh And those kids are like normal and so happy and so fulfilled and incredibly resourceful and efficient and like are doing good things in the world, but they don't seek external validation. It, It... it's like so. It's a good thing, no? Yes, that's what I'm oh, trying to okay, say. Okay, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying that it's a. It's like weird. Like they're just weirdos. No, no. That's like our our greatest desire. I would think it's my greatest desire, right? Mm. Because I sometimes I catch you and I say things like, "Oh, we went through this very difficult part of our life, but we turned out okay." Yeah. But then, I, and I was like, "Yeah, it's great. We're resilient. We know how to survive, and we like you know do all those things, and we overcame, and we were great, and all of that, and it's great." But then I, I have, I'm like in a relationship with people that didn't have to do that mm. and are just less screwed up than you and I are, uh-huh. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I, I mean, I was just going back to your point of like how we raise kids. Like there is like a healthier way to raise our children, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like they lack personality no. or like. <laughs> no, or they're like, well adjusted. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay. And. And I think it's all down to the parenting yeah, and how they were raised. Yeah. And like the little things that happen day to day that raise them to be kids who are just content and and just like good kids. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe those will be our kids. I think so. I hope so. I mean, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. And I think like all the self-awareness and all the things that we talk about and process all the time it's it's kind of it's breaking all that and hoping to you know like you said that tiktok lady who was like very conscious about not nagging her fears into her children i feel like this generation a lot of us are doing that this this generation i mean it's going to be so interesting to see our kids be young adults or adults full grown adults at some point because i think our generation is so aware right mm-hmm. we're always like talking about feelings and emotions <laughs> and how do you think open-ended questions mm-hmm. not trying to like push certain agendas on our children right yeah, yeah. letting them be themselves yeah which is the opposite of how Everything. we were all raised right. right so I'm just curious how this next generation mm-hmm. is gonna be I'm hopeful yeah I'm very hopeful yeah hopeful too yeah so I don't know. We'll see. Let's end it there. I mean, I know I'm glad we got to catch up today and just like 
hear what's been on your mind lately. Yeah. I know. I mean, just a lot for me personally, it's been a lot of how can I be a better parent as I'm co-parenting, as I'm traveling, as I'm trying to sustain my my businesses. And the answer I've realized is that you just can't. <laughs> you just really But you are doing it actually. Can't. But you Chris, you're doing I'm it. I'm doing it at the best of my ability. And that's all right? you can ask yourself. And it's funny because when I look at my kids, they seem totally fine. And I'm hoping that in the long run, as they become their own adults, that they still felt loved upon, even though I'm not there at 100%. But also, like, you know, that their mom was just like a kick-ass woman, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's been on my mind a lot lately. And I'll end it here because I was really, really proud yesterday as I was putting Chloe to bed. She wrote down like her to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then also there's like a big water bottle next to her bed. And it was like one of those water bottles that tells you like how much you drink at like what hour. Because I <laughs> have one of, those. one of those. No, yeah, she found it in the one. cupboard. Oh, she took yours. Yeah, uh -huh. she took she took one of the smaller ones that I don't use. I have like the massive one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is this, Chloe? She's like, oh, I just, um, I, I see you doing it and I, I know it's healthy. So I'm trying mm. to do it at, by every hour. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's so crazy how I never, ever once told her that she had to do that. Mm. But she just picks up on these things, on these habits. And that was really inspiring for me mm. at the age of eight years old that right. they're just picking up things, what we're doing. Mm. And also kind of scary because I'm just like, I have to be... <laughs> More thoughtful, more about thoughtful your behavior, about yeah. my decisions and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. She is the sweetest, smartest little girl and now super hydrated. Yeah, super her. hydrated. More than me. I've yeah. been really bad. <laughs> it's hard to get water in. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's wonderful. It's so cool that you're right. They they probably pick up more on our behavior than our words in many ways. Oh, 1000%. Yeah, right? We could yeah. say for them to do something yeah. a million times. I could tell her to like drink water every yeah. single day. She probably won't do it. Yeah. She just does it because she sees me doing it. Right. So I think that's parenting 101. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not when they're babies, but as they get older, yeah. like they'll just pick up on everything that you do. So it's a good yeah. that. All right. Well, it's good catching up with you. You too. Let's see each other more often. Yeah. Now that I'm in town. Now that you're here. I would yeah. love that. And I would love to see the girls to play with them. Oh, they're obsessed with Sophia. <laughs> like, so obsessed. I know. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.